shit, shit, shit show. It's a fucking shit show. Shit show. Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday, folks. How are we doing? It is a a wild and crazy Friday night here in my podcast studio closet with a mattress pad. <laughs> oh, this is living, baby. So today you're going to get to hear from a bunch of shit shows. Okay. So you're going to, this is your backstage pass into, uh, one of our Patreon groups. Although it's not going to be called Patreon groups for much longer. It's going to be called the shit show. Uh, I was just at yoga and during Sravasana when I'm really supposed to not be thinking about anything, I just had this thought come over and I was like, who saw this coming that one day you would have a community called the shit show? <laughs> who would have thunk it? We're going to be talking about shame today. No, we're not going to be talking about shame today. We talked about shame because I'm playing you a recording from our uh, meeting from last night where we talked about shame. And so I've really been thinking a lot about this, this never ending shame onion that we be peeling. And I was thinking about how finding my purpose, stepping into what it is that I'm meant to be doing, which is this podcast and starting this community, it's allowing me to now tap into this next level of shame that needs to be healed. There's all these damn defense mechanisms, right, that are covering up this shame. The shame is so painful. It's so deep. We do whatever we can to avoid feeling it. When we really look at what shame is, it is, I am unworthy of connection. And <sighs> I feel like I worked through a bunch of shame got to a place where I started this podcast and now more layers are coming up. And I just, again, I want to thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to work through my shit in your ears each week. <laughs> you know, another thought I just had when I was in yoga is that a lot of the times when I'm doing these beginning parts, I feel this great pressure that I need to share something that is mind-blowing or you're not going to want to listen to the podcast anymore. And I was thinking about, is that my shame coming through? Like, is that an aspect of my shame where it's almost like transactional that you guys aren't um, listening to me just, how do I say this? That, um, you know, it's, we feel like we have to, we can't just be loved for who we are, that I feel like I have to deliver, but then at the same time, it's like, I have a fucking podcast. It's a podcast, right? Like you have to, you have to give good content. Like I can't expect, you know, what if nobody's listened before? Maybe you guys that know me already, like you'll keep listening, but it's like kind of part of the deal, right? Like part of like wanting to have a successful podcast is like, you gotta have good shit to say. So just the thought there, here's random thoughts by Andrea. Um, another thing I was listening to this, uh, YouTube video today about shame and I'll include a link in the bio, 
But the one thing that she was talking about on how to identify shame, looking for the ways in which it shows up in your life, she had these two questions. Let me find it. Um, her name is Kristen Snowden. I'm going to reach out to her to see if she'll be on the podcast. So she has this worksheet and it has, you know, various areas of our life. So like work, money, being in a relationship, um, appearance, blah, 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 blah. But she says, so in each category, ask yourself one, how do I want to be perceived? And two, how do I not want to be perceived? And then the third column is, where did I get those ideas and messages from? Be as specific as possible. And I thought that that was really interesting. So this is just a way to get down to our to our shame stories that are influencing our life on a daily basis. So how do I want to be perceived and how do I not want to be perceived? So noodle on that, y'all. Uh, the other thing I wanted to give a plug for was Darlene Lancer's book, Conquering Shame and Codependency, Eight Steps to Freeing the True You. I've read it before, but I've been rereading it this this week. It's really, really, really good. And there's some good, there's like eight steps to working through your shame that I have not fully gone through this workbook. So that is one thing that I'd like to do when I start the new community is I'm thinking I want to go through this workbook. But um, it's a really good book on shame and codependency. So just wanted to give a little plug there as well. So I will stop talking now. I just want to tell you why you really should join this community because it's the shit. When we really think about what the adult child syndrome is, it's really that shame. It's that feeling that I am unworthy of connection. And like I said in last week's episode on how this is relational trauma and therefore we heal through safe relationships. Shame is this belief that, you know, that we're unworthy of connection. And so part of working through our shame is building connection. And so this is a community where you can do that. This is a community where it is safe to share your shame because everybody knows exactly how you feel. It is not going to judge you. So how about you damn the join Patreon soon to be damn the join shit show. Love you all and enjoy the show. I think that the, for me, one thing I've realized is that when it comes to my shame that I'm, I'm just trying to get rid of it and I'm not sitting with it. That's like one feeling that is so, I mean, it is, it's like the worst fucking feeling in the world, right? It is like the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. There was one thing that um, Robin, the one quote that she had, I think she was talking about kids, how they just need us to be present there with them when they're experiencing it. And I think the same can be said for ourselves, right? Like as our loving inner parent, when our inner child is experiencing shame, perhaps they just need us to be there with them and, and let them experience it. And so I had an experience yesterday where I drove to the grocery store and then I was sitting in the car before I went in, it started to come up and it was like, I haven't gotten enough done. And I need to do like all of these things. And I felt like shit about it. I closed my eyes 
And I was just like, it's okay to feel this way. You know, like, it's okay to feel this way. And then what I decided to do, I was like, you know what, Andrea, we're not going to do anything else for the rest of the day. (laughs) I was like, we're not going to work on anything else. And we're just going to be with it. And then I started today differently. I finally did find an app that like blocks me from my games. (laughs) You guys, I haven't played any games since midnight last night. They will come back on at 10 o'clock. I'm not ready to completely cut them off. (laughs) But I started the day differently and I had a more, a much more productive day. So just working through the shame, working through the shame. Um, And I love that there's hands. Go ahead, birthday boy. Well, thank you again for all the birthday wishes. That was awesome. Um, Yeah, the past 24 hours have been pretty intense, I would say. Going through turning 40. Then yesterday was my ACA home group, um, followed by finishing the book, The Untethered Soul, followed by listening to your podcast on shame. And I, it was as if like it was meant for all of that stuff to come together at the exact same moment. I'll tell you how it kind of started was like, I finished that book and there's a part where it's talking about like how we need to learn to embrace death and like just realize that at any moment we could be taking our last breath. And I kind of paired that with everything that's been going on with this like feeling of never speaking up and like never overcoming these fears of having conversations with people and something today just told me to say fuck it i'm tired of this like i'm not living this way like the only way that i'm going to heal is to hurt some people probably and like i said in that message i sent like when i was talking to my mom i'm like just trying to explain to her that I'm not pretending anymore because that's like how I've lived my entire life. And then that whole piece on shame just like was the icing on the cake, the deepest triggers that I go into to where my body completely shuts down is so the definition of what she was talking about is toxic shame. It like shook me to my core. It's as if like the entire world starts to exist and then there's me outside of it that like is not allowed to belong and that's the feeling that comes over me like when something triggers me and then I choose not to do what I know I need to break through that barrier of just saying not anymore like I just don't want to live that way anymore and that's my new motto like I I think it's cliche but live each moment like it's going to be your last And that's how I'm going to start living this program of like adult child and ACA. And I think day one went successfully. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, And happy birthday, buddy. Yeah. Happy birthday. So that's shame. I haven't listened to the podcast yet. I've been a little busy and um, the shame is the glue. Right. And what Andrea said that, you know, she was just trying not to, um, be in that shame and feel that shame well guess what for me that shame is a fucking boomerang that keeps coming back i throw that shame away and it keeps slapping me in back of the head going you're worthless you're a piece of shit you're nothing you're nobody no one's gonna like you right what the fuck are you even doing here 
So when that hits, it's, it's hard. Um, but the shame, you know, and the guilt, right. For me, it's the shame of who I was and who I, who I was when I was a child. I was ashamed of what I did and what I said, what my actions were. And that's what is all this healing that inner child is for me. I'm just trying to heal that little person, that little boy. And that's the reason why the shame of where it shows up for me, you know, everybody has different reactions and feelings and where it comes up. And for me, it's, um, it's in my jaw. I'm whenever I get real shameful or, um, upset or, uh, reactive or everybody calls it being triggered. My jaw sh- shuts completely and I can't speak. It's, it's like, it's unreal. It's literally snapped shut and I can't speak anymore. So thank you. Hi, I'm Jug. Hey Jug. And, That's uh, going to be your name now. I want you to be Jug. <laughs> That's like a solid uh, name. I'll have my people review it. Um, so I liked what you said about not doing enough because I have physically felt, well, I just, uh, I had COVID and then today is like almost the first normal day that I was able to like take the trash out and load the dishwasher. And, but that feeling of, I haven't done enough, I'm not enough. And I think the, the, the root of that is that I was raised in a family where they weren't enough. So I wasn't going to be enough. And, uh, you know, my dad just died last week, which, you know, it's like you, you had your that game that was like the triggers. And I was like, well, that's pretty much my life right now. Every every in every direction of my life is a trigger. Um, you know, just talking to my sister, we really have had to. Um, because she triggers me, I trigger her and really kind of like take a pause, like when one of us gets triggered and identify I'm feeling triggered or you're getting excited or I'm going to share this with you and I don't want you to get mad. And then, you know, she'll flip out and I go, okay. Or, or, you know, if you need to talk to the, talk about this again and again and again, you know, because what happened was she, she loved my dad. And I was like, how, how could you love this guy? You know? And she's like, you can't tell me how to feel. And you know, which of course was a, a core issue with her because her feelings were never validated by anybody in my entire family. And she's the oldest. So every, she was the punching bag for everybody else. I was the one that was like, fuck you and the little horse you rode in on because I saw how she got treated. So I wasn't going to do that. But just a lifetime of, you know, it's 1985 and my dad's six foot five and he's doing the twist at my cousin's wedding. That's shameful. You know, where you're like, oh, my God, why is he such a dork? Or it's Christmas Day and I don't want to run outside because I don't have any new toys to play with. Or it's Halloween and I'm not dressed up, you know, in any kind of costume because, you know, all of that was just shame and shame and shame. I'm dyslexic. I can't spell. I read backwards. That was shame. Sexually, that was shame. So it was like every direction of my life was some sort of, you know, you're not enough. You're not good enough you're weird, you're different. And it was just shame, shame, shame. I know your name. Anyway, I uh, am hopefully physically, like I've started eating, I've started sleeping because I've had like nightmares where I'm, I'm screaming at my father because I'm still so angry at him. 
I told a normie friend of mine, she said, what do you want to do with your father? And I said, well, I'd like to set him on fire and send him out to sea. And she said, well, you know, that's a really high honor with the Vikings. And I said, well, we're not Vikings. I just don't know how to set him on fire without it looking weird. And she was like, that's really dark. And I'm like, oops, not my audience. But um, anyway, it's it's uh, I, I my stomach is just so upset. And I think it's because of all of the feelings and having to deal with my crazy mom and she's trying to get in a trust attorney i mean it just goes on and on and on and it's like <sighs> i need a break so anyway that's that's all that's all that's going on in jug so i'm going to put a plug in my jug bitches <laughs> thanks jug hi everybody hey. um i thought it was like a I don't know. It was crazy that the episode was on toxic shame this week. Um, I've shared with you guys, like I work in addictions and Monday, like our entire all Monday morning, we did like an, a workshop with our all 74 of our patients on shame. Um, and then I turned on the thing on Wednesday and it was all about shame. Um, and I've just started like coming to the realization that I think it's trying to tell me that that's what I'm experiencing. Um, I've started working ACA steps and like, I've worked some of them before, but I don't think that it really like got, it was the right time for me to do it. And, um, had like so many memories start coming up of my childhood. Um, and I feel selfish in some way, um, not selfish, but I feel like I don't know. I feel guilty. Like, I feel guilty that like my childhood, like I grew up with a lot of material privilege and just like with the people I work with. Um, I feel bad that it's impacting me so greatly, but I've also been aware this week that I'm, I'm like hardcore self-harming um, with food right now. Like I'm trying so hard to control it and I can't. And then I'm going into a shame spiral because I can't. Um, and like, I kind of anxiously like pick, I smoked a lot of meth, so that's where it comes from. Um, and like, I've been picking to the point where like, I don't want to unzip my sweater cause I've got like scabs on my chest and I'm doing it like subconsciously or I'm wearing like high neck shirts to work. Um, and I feel kind of hopeless right now about what the answer is. I still feel I feel like I'm trying to deny what my reality is through keeping myself super busy and not having time to feel my feelings. I'm like relatively disconnected from it unless I'm alone. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if I'm avoiding people. Um, yeah, but I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm abandoning my adult self and like my inner child is is screaming and it's wanting comfort and I don't know where to go to get it because I'm scared of anybody seeing like the shame and what's going on inside of me. Um, and I'm disconnected from it right now and I'm trying to understand what like the disassociation looks like for me um, and why I can't get there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a week of shame and it's also really nice to know I'm not the only one who does it. Um, it was incredibly powerful in the workshop this week to hear like 
all these big guys who work construction and stuff were just like bawling like little kids. Um, and it's powerful to like hear all the messages that we tell ourselves and then to flip them, right? Like, and mine was, and I have so many like shame messages and shame talk. And the affirmation that came out of it in my head was like, I am deserving. It's like, I don't believe that I am good enough to deserve any of anything. Like I just crazy imposter syndrome. Um, yeah, we'll finish step one this week and I'll let you know how it all goes. So yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I'm just going to call out my friend Don here because when Emily said the thing about meth, <laughs> I saw you, Don, look at the screen. Cause my friend Don smoked a lot of meth too. <laughs> I Hi. Saw I saw you. I saw you look at her. <laughs> yes. Re relating to a lot of it, even though for some reason I didn't relate to the Wednesday shame episode, but I'm relating to everybody right now. Um, I'm still at work because I have workaholism to dissociate <laughs> and I also don't have feelings. So there we go. Dawn was my friend through both of the Bryans. So she experienced <laughs> me then. So. And she is a big part of my story. That is crazy. <laughs> and she, she saved my life literally. So, all right. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, I really liked this episode. I haven't listened to all of them, but I did. When I saw the title, I was like, Oh, that's the thing. And I think that that's like the, I guess like the CPTSD, like defining quality is toxic shame. Um, and like the, the difference between like, I did something wrong and I have shame and like, oh, I'm just like an inherently bad person. And shame is just like a part of me. Uh, and there was a quote that you had from the uh, complex PTSD book about like when, um, parents get like intimidated by their kids. So they kind of like, I don't know, meddle with their progress or something like that. And you mentioned that, like that there's like a inherent like lack of motivation that follows that. Um, so I, that's been kind of like my big problem right now. Cause I feel like I spent like the past like plus 10 years, like hustling towards like career stuff and, uh, um trying to do stuff that I like missed out on like pursuing music and things like that but also just you know it took took so long to like finish like my undergrad program like I dropped out like five times and uh part of that was just that I was like oh if I get like really good at something I'll feel like a like worthwhile person but it was always like moving like it was just always like getting more and more like I had to do more I needed to like you know, give back to my community and also be like, like a fucking rock star and be like a whatever. And like nothing gave me the feeling of, I guess, like feeling like, okay, or feeling like, okay, that was like enough. Like you did a good job with this one thing. Um, so when I'm like in these kind of like intense work projects or playing a show, which like takes a lot of uh, energy because of like the social anxiety and stuff it just kind of feels like uh, I'm like what is literally the point because I'm never gonna feel like the way that I wanted to which was yeah like fulfilled or something um 
And like, then there's like shame around that too. Cause I also feel like super privileged to even be like for this, even to be a problem to even be spending this much time and money on like therapy and stuff. Um, so like that brings up shame and there's like really like no winning. It's like, you can't like, if I wasn't doing this stuff, I would feel bad for not doing anything. Um, but then I do stuff and I'm kind of like, feel bad for it not actually making me feel like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Special or normal or some shit. Um, yeah. So that was my, that one hit really hard from this episode and I thought it was really good and um, it's cool to hear everyone else relating to it so hard. Awesome. Happy to have you here. Um, before Vanessa shares for anybody who's new, I put the link to our WhatsApp chat in the chat. You can also message me your number and I can add you that way too. So go ahead, Vanessa. Hey guys. Um, glad to be here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I just really was like really listening to everybody so intently and really taking it all in. Shame is something that I think like narcissism gets thrown around these days. Um it's become kind of like, and how I know that is I watched a rerun of SNL and they had this skit and he was like a demon. He was like, and well, Brene Brown has this famous quote about shame. <laughs> and I was like, well, clearly if you make it a death SNL, you're at the cultural moment, but narcissism gets thrown around too. And um. <clears throat> I have dealt with both of those too. I mean, they're real things, right? And so um, I have a hard time really attaching to shame and I don't know why it is probably because it is so deep rooted in me. Um, I grew up in a very spiritual, not just spiritual, religious community um, and everything was shamed. If I'm being honest, um, you know, you were, you had very specific directives on how and when you should use your body and your mind. And, um, I don't know at, at a certain point, And I think it had to do with my parents' divorce and everything else that happened. I was the kid who just like, didn't really want to adhere to it. And it wasn't because I didn't want to, it's just, I just, I just felt like I was, I was losing the shame battle. Like I just was like, well, and I was like, I'm out, I'm out. So, um, um, I think I rebelled. There's something about my spirit that rebelled. And in that, I feel like there's always this inherent, like, I'm not one of them. Like, even if I go back home and I won't be specific, but to, to where I grew up, like, I don't, my life doesn't look like anybody else's life that I like anybody else's life. I'm not married. I do not have kids. My life, um, career choices are very different. Um, and that was pretty close. And, you know, that was, I'm pretty true to who I was in my probably 15, my twenties, my thirties, now my forties. I, I think I'm pretty true to myself, but it still looks very different. And I hear things like, or I have heard things like, when are you going to get a real job? And I was like, I'm like doing, like I was doing really impressive things kind of, but like it wasn't good enough. And I think that that's what I've heard tonight is like, are you good enough? And I just didn't, I didn't believe that hype. Um, but it doesn't mean my body doesn't believe that. I, I do 
deal with um, a lot of PTSD and it's without going into all of it, um, my nervous system will react before some of the other things catch up to it. So I, and I definitely tackle my recovery on all fronts, spiritual, mental, physical. I do all the things I have. Like, I mean, I remember like two years ago, I had three therapists. I was in like, you know, all the support groups, you know, couldn't be enough. They're like, I'm in it to win it. You know, like if, if I can do it, I'll, I'll do it. But you know, that's not how recovery works. It isn't. Um, recovery is like one day at a time. Sometimes it's one afternoon at a time, or it's one hour at a time or one minute at a time. And I've done that all too. And sometimes that's just not how it works. And so I have to forgive myself and let go of my own shame for like not being where I think I need to be. Um, and allowing myself the space to be who I am and know that, that my higher power knows me, knows my thoughts, knows my directions, knows even my recovery to be like here. Shame and guilt. This is a big one. Um, I had therapy today and a lot came up. A constantly current theme in my life is shame of even existing. And I'm getting better. Um, but it's still there. And it's tiring to fight it. But in my therapy session, I and I had no I had come to this conclusion earlier this week. Did you know that most people feel their feelings? Like they can feel it in their body. I don't know how. I don't know if I ever have been able to. My it's like my brain is completely disconnected from the rest of my body. And I think a lot of it has to do with the family environment, the inability of my mother to emotionally connect and my father being the typical male factory worker, work 12 hours a day, come home, drink, and just wants to be left alone. Only really heard from him if we are in trouble. I'm not blaming them because this is what they probably grew up with too. But there was an instance I remembered, and I don't remember a lot of my childhood, um, but there's an instance that came up where I remember being a little kid, I don't know how old, but being in a car, and we drove maybe 10 minutes down the road, and I was upset. I was crying. Um, I don't know the context of it, but when we stopped and got to our destination, it's like somebody turned on a switch and I pretended everything was okay. And that basically sums up the environment that I had to grow up in. It wasn't okay for us to show emotion. There was only one parent that could, 
and we were all at the whim of that parent and it and it i thought it was normal apparently not so i think a lot of what i'm going through right now with the chronic pain and and all that i think it stems from my family environment and it sucks but i'm here i'm surrounded by my new family and i love you all thank you for listening well that wraps up shit show saturday as always sign up for the patreon that is where i host weekly support groups and it's where you say thanks andrea for all that you do patreon.com slash adult child follow me on tiktok and instagram at adult child pod and give me a damn five star rating on apple and spotify and i will see y'all shit shows on wednesday bye Don't let it